Welcome to the Moments Podcast. We believe that every youth service should have three elements, worship, the word, and an exciting atmosphere. While we can't replicate our worship through song or our intense games on this podcast, we can certainly replay one of our favorite parts of the night, Pastor Wesley's message from God's word. So without further ado, here is this past Wednesday's Jesus Moment. And I'll never forget, you know, I, I, I've had a student one time call me in the middle of the night. Wesley, I'm really, stu- I don't want to be here. I want to take my life. And, and they had gotten drunk a couple nights before and were texting me. And, and this student went on to tell me that they had a miscarriage. And they wanted to, to end their life. And, and I've had students tell me, Wesley, I've gone too far. With drugs or alcohol or sex, you name it. And so I'm so excited to be in a series. Don't believe the storm. And and I'm gonna be real with y'all. If that's if that's cool. If that if y'all are okay with it, we're gonna talk about some things that need to be talked about. We're gonna talk about loneliness, depression, anxiety, and suicide. But I don't want to give you Wesley's opinion, although I think it's pretty good. (laughs) I want to give you God's word, which has come to inform my opinions. And so I don't want you to walk away saying, well, this is what Pastor Wesley thinks. No, I want you to walk away thinking, this is what God's word says. And maybe tonight you came here and you thought, well, Wesley, I don't really care what God's word says. Like, I'm just doing me. I'm just living life. And if that's you, you are making a mistake. Because the very people that have taken their own life often did not care about what God's word said. They didn't value it. And they ended up in a place of death and destruction because of it. Now, friends, listen to me. There is truth in life. I don't care what social media tells you. I don't care what TikTok or Snapchat or your best friend says. There is truth. And you need to know that. There is truth. There is, without a doubt, 100% absolute truth in this life. Is it wrong to murder? It's not a rhetorical question. Is it wrong to murder? Now, I'm not talking about taking someone's life in self-defense. Is it wrong to cold-blooded, you just don't like that person, you go out and shoot them? Is that wrong? Is it wrong to rape somebody? Why? If there's no truth in life, then I can live however I want to, right? But we have to wrestle with this reality that there has to be truth in life. If there are certain things that are wrong in this world, then there are certain things that have to be right. And I've heard people tell me, well, Wesley, I don't believe in God because of all the evil in the world. I've had people say, Wesley, I don't believe, I don't follow God because I am mad at him. Well, you can't be mad at somebody that doesn't exist to start off with. And number two, The fact that you can even recognize that there's evil in this world is proof that there must be some things that are right. You with me? Well, who created those things that are right? 
Somebody had to create them. The truth did not just evolve from stardust. Truth comes from and flows from the nature and character and heart of God. And God has given us his word so that we could know and walk in the truth. And as I said earlier, I want to give you God's word tonight on mental health. And so I'm so excited to celebrate two years of being a group. I'm so excited. And uh, I just wanted to give you all a couple things. Number one, I feel like I haven't done my baby Christians justice. And, and, and if you've been a Christian for less than six months or maybe even just a year, a year and a half, I want to give you five things that you need to know and never let go of. Are you all ready? Number one, it's not going to get easier. Following Jesus does not get easier. You're still going to struggle. You're still going to be tempted. Life is still going to suck sometimes. It doesn't get any easier. And here's my second point, and I got to go find this. Number two, get in God's word. You need to make it a daily habit to be and live in the word of God. This is the standard for absolute truth. Thanks, Zach, for your Bible. This is. And so oftentimes I think we're afraid to read the Bible because we don't know how. Well, friends, you ain't never going to learn English until you just start using it. When you were a baby, you was babbling off words and eventually figured it out, right? So get in God's word and eventually you'll figure it out. Just read. I don't care where you read. Just read. Well, maybe not Leviticus or Song of Solomon, but read. Read, okay? Read. So number one, it's not going to get easier. Number two, get in God's word. Number three, get with God's people. How many of you have found that your life is tremendously better when you are not living in the presence of other Christians? Raise your hand. Well, let me rephrase that. How many of you have found that your life is not that your life is better when you live life on your own. Raise your hand with nobody else to support you. None of you are raising your hands. You see, because the very fabric in nature of how God designed us, we need people in our life to grow. It is so much harder to avoid that lustful thought or that tempting thought when we have someone saying, hey, you probably shouldn't think that way. It's so much easier. So, so number one, it's not going to be easier. Number two, get in God's word. Number three, get with God's people. Number three, be the church. Friends, listen to me. Church is not a building, and we are living proof of that. At 830, this place will be empty. And you know what we did? We packed up the church and sent them off. And I'm not talking about the equipment. I'm talking about each of you have been equipped from Scripture to go out into the world and be the church. The church in the Greek, the word is ekklesia. It means a people that have been called out. God has called you out of the world to be a light for Jesus. God has called you out of the world to be a light for Jesus. Be the church. Number five, support the cause. Serve. Find a way to serve the mission of the church. Share your faith with your friends. Say, hey, come to church with me. 
help pick up chairs, help just help serve in, in church. Now, I want you to understand a few things. Number one, I'm not a doctor. Number two, I am not a mental health counselor or a licensed psychologist. But here's what I do have. I have almost, I say almost, I'm a senior in college. I'm, I'm getting ready to graduate with a bachelor's degree in Bible. I have taken psychology classes, and I have counseled hundreds of teenagers on the things that we are going to talk about. And let me say this, science is on my side as I go through Scripture. Did you know you are more likely to live four years longer if you go to church? Now, I know that that doesn't seem staggering. Some people say you are even likely to live seven to ten years longer if you go to church versus those that don't go to church. Why is that? Because when you go to church, you start to have a purpose and an identity and a community, and you have healthier habits in your life, and you are encouraged to follow Jesus. And would you believe it? Scientists are saying it's better for you. They're saying it's better for you. And, and what we're going to really hone in on tonight is, is loneliness. We're talking about four things. Loneliness, depression, anxiety, suicide. And tonight I really wanted to spend time talking about how to avoid loneliness. Did you know that researchers have found that loneliness is just as lethal as smoking 15 cigarettes a day? Did you know that? That lonely people are 50% more likely to die prematurely than those with healthy social relationships. And I want you to remember something tonight. That all mental illness is the result of a spiritual crisis. And again, we would say that God's word is true, and I don't care what you say, there would not be mental illness in the world if Adam and Eve hadn't sinned and fallen. They lived and walked in paradise with God. And there was no mental illness, but the moment Adam and Eve sinned, things got blurry, things got muddy, things got messy fast. Now, what I'm not trying to do tonight is tell you that if you seriously have something wrong with you chemically and biologically, that that means you should never see a therapist, you should never see a doctor. I was diagnosed with PTSD and secondhand PTSD, and I saw a therapist to overcome those things. But you know what helped me get through it more than anything else? God's word. And you know what the therapist actually used to help me understand how my mind worked. Scripture. And she encouraged me to focus on how I feed my thoughts because my thoughts determine my attitude and affections and those determine the direction of my life. So two things I want you to know about mental health. Number one, distress. I was learning this in my psychology class. Distress. You see, distress can be defined as well, whenever it comes up, I must not have put my notes in here. You see the distress as extreme anxiety, sorrow, or pain. How many of you have ever had anxiety, sorrow, or pain? Man, like 10 of you? <laughs> there we go. A lot of you, right? Now, most of us naturally in life experience distress. We, we just, we do. We experience distress. Now, go to disorder, Sean, the next slide. 
The problem is, is when that distress becomes disorder, and disorder can be defined as an inability to live with your distress. In other words, when that anxiety, when you are just so anxious, you cannot sleep, you cannot live with your life because you're anxious, something's wrong. You get where I'm going? Now, mental health is not, man, I've had a bad day, life sucks, I'm depressed. That is not what it means to be depressed. Anxiety is not, man... I want that puppy. I can't have that puppy. What am I going to do without a puppy? That's not <laughs> anxiety. Like I'm talking about crippling fear and, and anxious thoughts creeping into your mind, depression that overcomes you and, and, and swirls the way that you view life. And, and for, for some of you, perhaps many of you, you have had thoughts of self-harm or suicide because for too long that mental health has not been addressed. And, and I really, I'm not even going to get through everything I wanted to share tonight. I don't have the time. So I'm going to have to get through as much of it as I can. Losing my voice, too. Deuteronomy chapter 6, if you can put that up there for me, Sean. It says this. It says, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God. And he's looking for it. It's so confusing working back there sometimes. Can't hardly see nothing. Well, I just quoted, it says, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all of thy heart. Say heart. heart. That's not your heart. With all thy heart. heart. Mind. Mind. Soul. Strength. Now, it doesn't say mind up here, but in another verse in Scripture, it does. And so I want to suggest to you four things tonight. You see, the key to mental health is loving God with your heart, mind, and soul. Because mental health always stems from a spiritual crisis. And and I am not saying that these things are a substitution for professional prescriptions or medication. Or therapy. Y'all got that? Y'all keep that in your mind. But I do want to give you what Scripture says. Because oftentimes in life, the messiness that we experience comes from Sin. And, and see, when your eyes come out of alignment, you end up alone. You put that up there, Sean. It should be next. When your eyes, little, little googly eyes, <laughs> when your eyes are out of alignment with God, you end up alone. So in other words, if I'm walking around with my eyes closed, obviously I'm going to feel like I'm alone. Like I have no idea where I'm going. Now, I have been on this stage enough to know relatively where things are. Because I have preached for so many times that I can relatively walk around and know where things are at. But when my eyes are closed, I'm going to feel like I'm alone. When my mind is out of alignment with God's mind, I'm going to end up anxious. When my heart is out of alignment with God's heart, I'm going to end up depressed. And when my soul, the core of my being, is out of alignment with God's, I might even end up suicidal. And I, I hate to beat the dead horse, but this is the number of kids that have committed suicide that I know of in Pace High School in Avalon Middle. You don't think they wish they could have heard this? You don't think that in their heart of hearts, They wish more than anything right now 
that they could have been told by somebody that they were loved and cared for, and that God had a purpose and a plan for their life that was so big and so amazing. Listen, I don't know why they're not here, but I know what we can do so that they can stay, people that are left can stay here. Guys, we need the grace and love of Jesus because it changes everything. It changes absolutely everything. And so I did this illustration last week and it failed miserably. So I'm going to try it again, but I'm going to put a different twist on it, okay? So say it with me. Say behavior follows belief. Sean, I don't think that's up there. Don't worry about finding it. Just put on the main main slide. Can I get someone to grab me some water? I need water. Mason, grab me some water, buddy. I need some water. So I want you to understand something. Your thoughts determine your actions. Ooh, I got to have that cookie. Mom and dad aren't looking. I'm going to take the cookie. And you take the cookie. Your thoughts determine your actions. And, and friends, listen, you need to understand something. Your thoughts determine so much of what goes on in your life. And I want to show you what happens with us. When the thought creeps into your mind, what if? How many of you get caught in the what if trap? What if I don't graduate? What if this goes wrong? And, and, and those are, are silly explanations, but sometimes it's much more crippling than that. And you're paralyzed by what could happen. How many of you have ever felt like, why does none? Why does nobody want me? How many of you have felt that way? A lot of you. Yeah, you feel lonely. How many of you have ever felt like everybody hates you? Okay, maybe, maybe you've started to feel depressed in your life. And you feel like everything is gray and there's no purpose on this earth for you. Maybe you feel like, why am I even here? Maybe that's the thought that's going through your head. And you see all of these thoughts that go through our minds. And somewhere along the line, friends, you got to listen. Behavior follows belief. And and when, when you tell yourself these things, you know, it starts to happen. Nothing. You know what starts to happen the more you believe these lies? The more you allow the lies of the enemy to get mixed into your life? Your life starts to change color. And before you know it, your life starts to become darkness. And maybe not at first. Gosh, no. But over the course of your life, things start to creep up. You're going into high school. You've been saying this stuff for a long time. No one likes you. God doesn't care about you. Your family doesn't care about you. Why would they? You're worthless. You, don't even, you shouldn't even exist on the face of the planet. You don't need to have friends because to have friends, you have to be lovable. And you tell yourself these things over and over and over again. And before you know it, I mean, you're just living in darkness. And for so many of you, this is your life. This is the mental health crisis our generation is stuck in. 
Am I wrong? Now, I poured too much water in here, so I'm going to pour some out. This has absolutely nothing to do with the illustration, I promise you. That's much better. Actually, I'm going to do a little more. And, and what I'm trying to tell you guys tonight is very simple. When the thoughts that you put in are lies from the enemy, you end up with the destruction it brings. But when you begin to come to God's word, God says you're chosen. God says you are loved. God says you are precious. God says you're redeemed if you're a Christian. God says that there's more to life than than living with sin and sex and idolatry. And he says, you have value. And before you know it, the darkness starts to flee. Now here's the dichotomy. There's still darkness in this cup, is there not? Give it enough time, maybe it will all go away. But as of yet, it hasn't, and there's a battle going on between the bleach and the food dye. There's a battle. And it's so much better to live in this place than in complete darkness. You know, Adam and Eve found themselves. I don't have much longer, so I'm going to try and wrap this up. Adam and Eve found themselves in a place. I ain't done yet. Found themselves in a place where they felt alone. Do you know why they felt alone? Don't put your notes up yet. Do you know why they felt alone? Because they, they sinned. And so Adam and Eve lived with the guilt and shame of their sin. And as you walk through Adam and Eve's actions and decisions, it becomes pretty obvious why they felt the way they did. God said, you can have everything you could want in this life. You can have paradise with me. When Jesus is on the cross and he looks to the thief to his left and he says, thou shalt be with me today in paradise, that is the same word used in Genesis, the presence of God. Please try not to be distracting. You can be in the presence of God. And Adam and Eve, when, when they encountered Satan, Satan said, didn't God say to you, that it's okay to live however you want. And Eve was basically like, well, yeah, kind of. They said, God said you, can, you cannot eat of this tree. God said you cannot do this. And Satan effectively got Adam and Eve to diminish Christianity to what they couldn't do and what they could do. And what they could do was trash, so they had to focus on what they couldn't do, and that was live immortally forever like God. God promised them paradise and life everlasting in his presence where everything was made right. And Eve and Adam believed the lie that this wasn't worth it, that they could receive goodness apart from God. And they gave in to sin, and the sin led to death and destruction. And it shattered the fabric of reality. And we live in the result of their actions. So you want to know why you struggle with mental health? Humans have been struggling with this since the beginning of time. 
And friends, listen, we have to remind ourselves that God's word clears things up. Maybe you haven't spent enough time reading your Bible lately. Maybe you haven't spent enough time reminding yourself of who God's called you to be. I'm going to give you two things, and I'll pray us out. Two things. By two things, I mean four things. (laughs) You were created to spend time with God. Loneliness is the result of a lack of effort, a lack of love, and a lack of attention to what matters most. When you feel alone, look around you. Look around. It's okay. Look around you. Guys, God's people are all around you. Walk in it. When you feel lost, look above you. King David said this in the Psalms. He said, I know where my help comes from. My help comes from the hills, the maker of heaven and earth. God was his help. And if you struggle with loneliness, the first thing you need to know and realize and understand, right here, God is with you. And you need to remind yourself of that every single day. God's with you. And you need to remind yourself every single day that God's people are all around you and you can run to them and confide in them and rest in them. Y'all with me? Man, I have so much more to share with y'all. So come back next Wednesday. And it's going to get good. We're going to talk about anxiety and then depression and then suicide. I'm excited. Maybe like, Wesley, there's some things you said and I missed them. Well, guess what? Tomorrow, Starting tomorrow, every message preached on Wednesday night will go live on a podcast. And you can replay the messages. So if y'all all yelled out right now, what's up, podcast world? You'd hear it on the podcast. Something we say all the time is that there is nothing like being in the room on Wednesday nights. While we have tried to give you a glimpse of that, we encourage you to get the full picture with us and join us in the room this Wednesday. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Moments Podcast.